0: welcome back to entertainment talk today i want to finally get around to doing this podcast which is talking about how both crash bandicoot 4 it's about time and the last of us part 2 helped me throughout this year um now you've got crash bandicoot 4 from toys for bob uh, developed by toys for bob published by activision and you've got last of us part 2 developed by naughty dog published by sony so you've got those going in this as well. Uh I'm gonna I think what I'm gonna do with this, I'm gonna sort of separate them and talk about I'll talk about Last of Us Part 2 first and then talk about Crash Bandicoot 4 in the second half, just to sort of separate them. Uh but for those of you that don't kind of know, maybe this this could be your first entertainment talk podcast for all I know. Um Crash Bandicoot 4 and Last of Us 2 are not only my favourite games from this year, obviously Uh, but they are games that have become particularly special to me i did a congratulations sort of video on uh, instagram the other day that also got posted on 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 twitter and stuff uh congratulating last of us part two and uh crash bandicoot 4 on being nominated for various different awards crash 4 was nominated for best family game last of us part two was nominated for a lot of different things including game of the year And, uh, of course, you had uh, Laura Bailey and Ashley Johnson both nominated for Best uh, best Performance, I believe it was, for Abby and Ellie. Uh, Just a quick note on this podcast as well, uh, I'm not going to be spoiling anything from either game. I you know, would say that Last of Us Part 2 has got bigger spoilers, but Crash Bandicoot 4 has still got a lot of story things I wouldn't want to spoil or ruin. Plus, to actually talk about the topic that I want to talk about here today, I don't need to talk about spoilers, necessarily. I'm going to give little hints and things to, to 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 certain things that happen in the game, but I'm not going to actually spoil anything that happens in the game. So if you've not played either of them, and you're just curious as to... Why I've uh, said this. About why these two games helped me. Um, you've no need to worry if you've not played either of these games. Uh, so there we go. Uh, let's talk about Last of Us Part 2 first. Um, Last of Us Part 2 is an interesting one for me. Because it pretty much landed in the middle of the year. And it was a situation for me where um, you know the game was due to come out in February. Then it was due to come out in May. And then finally it got its June 19th date for this year for for 2020 for playstation 4 um so it's been one of them situations where you know every time we got a new state of play or every time we got a new just gameplay trailer or a trailer or a gameplay demonstration video whatever the new content that we saw for last of us part 2 was it's sort of been like i had half of the year uh not intentionally because the game was supposed to come out in february far earlier in the year but you know got delayed and obviously it all worked out in the end at least as far as my opinion goes i think the game's absolutely fantastic um but yeah waited half the year you know there was the delays that um i wouldn't say the delays upset me they kind of set me back a little bit in terms of like you know just you know i I was anticipating these two games and uh, crash 4 never did get a delay it was obviously it came out in uh, october 4th of this year but last first part two it was all one of them situations where we got closer and closer and closer got delayed out of february into may i think it was the end of may it was going to come out uh, which would have been just after Cyberpunk, which was delayed as well, out of April. Um, but, yeah, got delayed out of February into its May dates, and then got delayed from May to June, which was just a little bit shorter. I was never really in a position where I sort of thought, oh, it's got delayed, you know, they've got development problems and that sort of thing. Because uh, you did have, pretty much during that period, you know, February and then the May thing happened and and whatever Uh, and covid was getting worse during that time because we went into lockdown in march which was just after the game was supposed to come out so that obviously affected things a lot as well um so i I never had any worries about it It was going to be a development problem but it's been one of those things for me where you know i waited half the year for it to come out eventually um and i've spent half the year either the other half of the year either playing the game so like when i went back for the new game plus or did my first playthrough and then I've had the intention to go back ever since because I haven't actually played the game yet. Um, but it's been a game that I've been thinking about a hell of a lot this year, and whether it was thinking about what was going to happen in the story, or thinking about you know after I played the game, you know post June, sort of uh, after playing it, just thinking about the different moments and everything in the game, and just how effective and powerful and strong the story is. Um, now I did write in the notes for this episode that it might seem a little bit strange, perhaps. I, I can certainly put my hands up and say this a bit, you know, a bit strange possibly, that a game that's so grim and so dark and so traumatising for these characters, um, that, that a game like that would have helped me. Now, it's not because the game is so grim and dark and all that sort of thing, and I talked about when the, when the game was coming out, uh, and we and we sort of got the reveal of the two different cults in the game. Uh, I'm not going to say their names here or whatever. Uh, you got the two different cults that are in the game. They were doing some very very violent things, both in the trailers and in the gameplay showcases and all that. And I remember stepping into Last of Us Part Two and and I was saying the whole time, you know, about this game shouldn't try to hold back with its 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 adult themes whether it's just mature adult content or the violence or any other sort of things that are going on because in a world like this where you know the world's pretty much that there is no society or no sort of community or no sort of structure to anything really outside of you know certain bases and that sort of thing um people are going to be able to do whatever they want and in this world where it is kill or be killed, um, it's already like that. And then you add in the fact that there's these, you know, undead things walking around, whether it's clickers or bloaters or runners or whatever, uh so it's a pretty bleak dark world, um, you are in a situation where okay, you probably would do some darker things than normal in, in order to survive. And when you've got that situation and you add two different cults to the game that have got some particularly more excessive ideas let's say than uh, some of our our our, our uh, original characters um things do get significantly bleaker um but it's not because of that that i you know the game made me happy or helped me or whatever um it's simply just the case that you know um i waited so long for this game to come out cuz even before 2019 you know it was announced was it 2017 i think it was announced i remember it was a um uh, what One of the events in like August of 2017... I can't remember the, the, the exact name... There was the Firefly teaser trailer... And that was kind of revealed... And then Ellie saying... You know I'll kill every last one of them in the trailer... And things kind of just kicked off from there... Um, so so there was that as well... But uh, yeah e- even now like you know... When I'm kind of uh, feeling a bit down... And, and, and feeling a bit off and stuff... Um, I'll sometimes... Not necessarily on purpose... I'll just sort of think about things... You know, things I, I, I enjoyed and stuff like that. And because Last of Us 2 is very, very, very recent. My mind sometimes goes to that game. Not I don't start thinking about the dark moments in that game. I start thinking about like just the, the incredible gameplay, the really good story. And just my enjoyment of it, I suppose. But again, not to be, not my enjoyment of the game because it's dark. Because of how good it is and how, how much it uh, satisfied me as well in terms of just the experience and you know i had some i tried not to have too high expectations to go into something that's never a really good idea uh that's a problem at the moment with cyberpunk uh the game might be incredible but obviously you know certain things in the industry tv games films whatever uh have got a bit too much hype going into them and that's that's never a really good idea um but yeah i'd you know um A high level of expectations going into this. I never saw anything wrong from either the trailers or the gameplay that we went into. And then the game actually somehow managed to exceed my expectations. Now I know that there's people that hate this game. For reasons that do and don't make sense. Uh, Certain reasons are more political. Some are more just, hey I didn't like this game. Fair enough, that's fine, whatever. I'm here to talk about my experience. But uh, yeah, it it, it was pretty much a case of that. Um... And I'm still looking forward very much to going back in again. uh, Because I've still got to get the platinum. I still want to sort of try out the uh, unlimited ammo stuff. And have some fun with the explosive um, bow and arrow. But um, it's just the case that whenever I think about that game. You know when I'm feeling pretty bad or feeling down or whatever. And I just think of it's excellence. And think about like. Because to me I know this might sound like a bit of an exaggeration. But I'm here to tell you how i feel and be honest this kind of sets a new standard for uh, well it depends on the genre but certainly the genre that it's in which is third person action survival i suppose Uh, because this isn't a first person shooter it's not a platformer it's not a racing game it's not a sports game there's different categories that this doesn't apply to But in terms of the categories that this game does cover, I think it sets a new standard for this industry. Um, And it's not the only game that's done that. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 and The Witcher 3, which are similar games in certain aspects, all of which are third-person action games to a degree, uh, different themes for for each of them. But um, those three games kind of set a new standard for me in the industry. Um, And Last of Us 2 is the the newest example of of that to me. Because when you look at just the craftsmanship here, Of animation and writing and action and gameplay and acting. And if you look at some of the behind the scenes videos for this stuff. The amount of effort they put in is just just pretty extraordinary. So it was just getting back to the kind of original topic. How that helped me was just both pre and post launch of this game. Uh, thinking about it either one way or the other one way of thinking about like okay what could this what could the potential of this game be and where could it go what could happen in the story and then seeing the how the gameplay has significantly evolved um you know with the ai and calling out to teammates and uh, the different ways that you can like injure people and the different weapons that you can use uh i'd i'd think about that stuff and it would help me um and then post game you know once i'd finished the game i was thinking about the story and the results of everything and there's this is an incredibly deep game in terms of its story and uh, I would think about like the different themes in the game and what different things meant and the kind of messages there I suppose and that would kind of help me as well so yeah uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to say about Last of Us Part 2 um, Yeah, I think I've, I've summed that up. Uh, pretty much the way I wanted to, just pre and post sort of thoughts on the game um, throughout pretty much the entire year. You know, COVID came along and made things a bit more difficult for everybody because um, we're all kind of on the same boat in terms of COVID. I suppose I know more people are vulnerable to it than other, but uh, you know, we're all kind of on the same boat at the end of the day. I suppose. Um, but yeah, e- even outside of COVID, whenever whenever I'd have some like bad thoughts or you know feel a bit down or, or negative, I would think about this game um not every single time i would think about other things as well um that, that would kind of help me but uh this this game certainly particularly with this year because it came out this year and everything uh it certainly helped me so um i'm uh pretty happy about that um and like i said i still have more of it to experience which uh again kind of helps me because i know that i'm going to be going back to to the game as well and uh that's really good So, yeah, that is everything I wanted to say about of Us part 2 section of this. Uh, We'll take a quick break, we'll come back, and then I'll talk about uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. A far lighter and arguably more fun, or no, not fun really, you can die a lot on it. But never mind, I'll come back in a minute and talk about uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which Alright, let's move on to the second half of the podcast and talk about Crash Bandicoot 4, Toys for Bob, um, developed by Toys for Bob and published by Activision. Different developer from the Insane Trilogy, which was, of course, Vicarious Visions. And then you had, uh, I believe it was Beanox for the uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field remaster. Um, And then it switched developers again to uh, Toys for Bob. The one really good thing about all of that is we know that all three developers can handle the IP. And all three of them are under Activision's roof. And I think that's great for the future of the game. But uh, moving on to Crash Bandicoot for itself. Yeah, another game that helped me throughout this year. And just kind of to put another note in here as well. I feel incredibly lucky. I, I really do feel incredibly lucky that I was able to experience these two games. And they were el- able to help me uh, in the particular way that I did. I didn't like... Seek these games out to help me. It just so happened that the experience I had with both of them. Led to both of them helping me. For different reasons and for different reasons. For different reasons. Um, one notable different thing of course about Crash Bandicoot 4. Is the very much lighter tone. And the more family friendly tone certainly. Uh, as opposed to Last of Us Part 2. Uh, but two different games with completely different tones. Both helped me. Um, but yeah it was just a fact of you know the... Um, designs for these characters were revealed and uh, we kind of went from there and the other interesting thing is this game had a bit of a different um, uh, release schedule as to what uh, Last of Us Part 2 did. Last of Us Part 2 was announced a good few years ago because uh, I think when Last of Us Part 2 was announced the Insane Trilogy had either come out or it was about to come out or something like that. So Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot was already back into the limelight but sort of in a, in, in a bit of a different way. Uh, We hadn't got to Crash Bandicoot 4 because they just uh, remastered the original trilogy. But um, yeah, I believe it was announced in July or so, Crash Bandicoot 4, or maybe around August or so. Straight away was given an October 4th date. There was no delays, we went straight into the game. So already you've got a bit of a different situation where I wasn't waiting from like January to June for a game it came out and then played it and then I kind of had the rest of the year you kind of had this situation where there, there was a lot of rumblings this year and a lot of rumours about what this game was what it could have been and when it was going to get announced and then of course uh, before that you had all the different announcements about the uh, Team Racing update and that was still getting supported and that was still going it's still getting supported now and still getting updated now which is great but uh yeah it kind of came a little bit out of nowhere there was the leak obviously in uh the, the I think it was the morning a few days before the game was announced there was like a retail leak and uh the the uh poster for the game was was revealed which is a bit of a um an annoying way to find out about Crash Bandicoot 4 being like back in terms of a um canon sequel and everything but uh yeah it came came back the trailer came out we all loved it and uh some people didn't really like the designs and that sort of thing i think the design is just an interesting different take on crash bandicoot and it still worked out really really well but um yeah certainly in terms of how this game helped me there's a lot more happy emotions that come from this game certainly Uh, the goofy, funny nature of Crash in the different cutscenes in the gameplay, the animations Uh, I put in the image uh, for this podcast Um, I can't remember which villain it is but one of the villains that you get uh, the mask from Uh, one of the masks from in the game uh he's sort of chasing you that the classic crash bandicoot you know running towards the camera being chased sort of thing indiana jones sort of style uh running away from a boulder sort of thing uh and you can see the animation on his face and uh him kind of being a little bit scared and stuff i wanted to pick that picture by the way because of the uh particular animation and to show how much this game has kind of changed and stuff um but yeah you had that kind of going on for it new animations the cutscenes were just an absolute delight to watch because uh, even though with Last of Us Part 2 you've got some very gripping, um, dramatic cutscenes. With this game it's all just kind of fun and laughs. And particularly seeing in different cutscenes where I think every single other character in this game talks apart from Crash. And there will be certain scenes where like a lot of the characters are together. I'm not going to give context as to what they're talking about because that would be a bit more spoilery. But there's some cutscenes where there's more than a few characters in there and everyone's kind of talking about what's going on and Crash is just giving these like really goofy sort of uh his his expressive ways that helped me that was great and uh again in the, in the build up to the release which which was significantly shorter than the last of Us part 2 i was just looking at like what this game was about and uh seeing seeing the new ways that they were trying to approach this game like with the different boxes and like the rail grinding and the wall running and just seeing how different they kind of the different effort that they put into it and that sort of thing um and then when I actually finally got to play the game and just um, immediately get hit with this nostalgia and that made me really really happy as well of um I'm not going to go into what it is but just all all the different details and and things put into that first level uh, of the game was just such a delight, and just Im- it, it immediately, as soon as I started that level and saw what they were going for, and I knew what the game already kind of looked like and that because of the gameplay trailers and stuff, um, my immediate first thought was like, okay, Toys for Bob respects this franchise, and they're putting a lot of uh, a lot of um, love and respect in here, which is what I put in the title of my uh, actual review for the game. Um, and it just that just made me so much happy. It's so happy just to sort of see, um, you know, they they could have gone in into this game, butchered it. They could have put microtransactions in. They could have some really poor gameplay. But they found literally a perfect way of putting their new ideas, their implementation into the game. You know, their new designs of the characters, their new uh, gameplay sort of uh, styles and everything, and the new boxes and how the masks work this time. ...and implemented it was still the core old ideas of Crash Bandicoot... ...and it was just a perfect mix, so that made me happy as well, but... ...I just, throughout the entire experience, even before the game came out... um, ...I just got this, got this sense from Toys for Bob that they just had so much respect for this franchise... ...and I'm really just glad that Activision didn't step in and... ...kind of cut any of that out, so to speak, like if they did put microtransactions in here or whatever... ...they didn't do that, and... Uh, it was just so brilliant and it just uh, helped me a lot. just uh, made me made me smile whenever I was playing the game. All of the cutscenes are a delight to watch. And um, yeah, the game, even though yes, the gameplay is extremely frustrating at times. And this is a particularly difficult game as well. Especially the last level of the game. Which is, I still think, more difficult than anything that Crash Bandicoot 1 attempted. Um... Yeah, it was uh it was certainly interesting to see, interesting to see, but um you know, it, it's one of them things where um you know, you go to play the game is extremely difficult, but hey, if you beat that level and you get the satisfaction of of actually doing that, it's it's incredibly rewarding and that made me very happy as well. So, um yeah, I think that's kind of all I wanted to say about Crash Bandicoot 4. I did have a bit more to say about Last of Us Part 2. But I just wanted to sort of express myself a bit. I have the platform to do so, which I'm also lucky enough to have. And uh just wanted to talk about, you know, it was a, it was a very particular year this year. <laughs> Obviously, with COVID and everything else that's happened. And just uh, that made things difficult, more difficult for everybody. And um, how I was lucky enough. I do genuinely... F- I'm not like trying to... Have a laugh or have a joke. I do genuinely feel lucky to have... I mean, these games were kind of one after the other. One was in June and then one was in October. There's a bit of space in between them. That, But two experiences I will treasure and remember for a very long time and uh hey you know i was kind of i was kind of i was a bit hesitant to do this podcast i was kind of thinking like you know some people might laugh and think like oh matt come on you know why why is it why is it how did a game help you it's just a video game you know it's it's not real or that that sort of thing but you know um sometimes you've got to not worry about what people think and you've just got to express yourself and um It uh, has taken me a few weeks to get round to this, I will say, a few weeks to a month maybe to get round to this. Um, I did actually attempt to record this already, but it just did not go the way I wanted it to. Um, But yeah, I feel incredibly lucky to have had both of these games in the same year, and to have them both have the special effect that they both uh, had on me I feel very very lucky and I hope that you as the audience get to experience something similar soon whether it's a book or a game or a show or a film or it doesn't even have to be a piece of media maybe just just any sort of life experience or anything something that happened to you that just uh, helped you out and was a special experience Um, I think we all kind of deserve that Um, definitely so um, uh, I feel very very lucky and it, it, even if, you know, even if one of the games had come out this year and one was next year or even the year after, I still would have felt very lucky that I got to experience at least one of them this year. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, pretty much that. And uh, I've taken the opportunity to express myself, which I think is uh, pretty good and very freeing now that I've actually done it as well. So, uh, but what do you think? What do you think of Crash Bandicoot 4? What do you think of Last Us Part 2? And hey, I'll just I'll just put this out there as well. If you played either of these games, or maybe both of them, if you hate both of them for whatever reason, or if you love them, or if you liked them but not as much as me, it's perfectly fine. If you hated Last of Us Part Two, or you hated Crash Bandicoot 4, you don't like the way the characters look, you think the story's bad, the gameplay's bad, or whatever, um, I'd certainly disagree with you, which is perfectly fine, but if you don't like these games, um, if you disagree that I don't know, these games have helped me or whatever, that's that that's fine as well. I'm just here to kind of express uh myself with with all that but um if you are on the same page as me and these games are something special to you as well which i know they are to certain people certainly both of these games have got a strong community as well uh let me know all your thoughts on all of that matthew entertainment twitter e talk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes um so yeah, I don't know when I will get to experience something like this for the next time, but I was lucky enough to have it at least once as well. I mean, there's other games that I've you know thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed and cared about, but these are just two very particular games to me and uh, I feel very lucky which I've said too many times now so anyway thanks very much for listening you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, what I'm going to do as well is if you're curious on my actual reviews for the game because I know I kind of went into the gameplay for these two games but I was trying to explain things a little bit uh, but I'm going to link in the show notes my review for both Last of Us Part 2 And for Crash Bandicoot 4. Both of which have spoiler free sections at the start. So if you still haven't finished either game. Or played either game. You can listen to the first half of those reviews as well. um, And uh, enjoy those if you want to. Uh, But thank you all very much for listening. If you want to listen to more of what we do. TV, video games, films and sports podcasts. Sorry, Manchester United podcasts. uh, Entertainmenttalk.org is your go to place. For at least my opinions on things as well. Um, So there's that. If you like what you've heard. And you want to support it. And get involved. That would be brilliant. We are on Patreon. If you search for entertainment talk on there. uh, There's the $1 and $3 level tiers. For instant. Ad free podcast. And review options. Uh, Word of mouth. You can simply tell people that you know. About the website and the iTunes feeds. If they're they're curious about uh, some of our coverage of different things. Lots and lots of different things on the website of course. You can look out for all of those. Um. What's the other thing? What is the other thing? Social media, you can do the same thing, but on Facebook, Twitter, or different Facebook groups, or whatever you use these days. I know there's about 50 different social media platforms, but Facebook and Twitter are the main two pretty much, and different Facebook groups if you can. If you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. So if you want your TV and film news, up-to-date and reliable, geektown.co.uk. If you want that in weekly podcast format, Tuesdays is the day for that. Uh, for your weekly TV and film news. You can find that by searching for Geek Town. On your favourite podcast platform. Or by going to geektown.co.uk uh, Don't forget to search for Entertainment Talk as well. On your favourite podcast platform. And get subscribed to us over on there as well. Uh, over on the Twitch side of things. Bex is streaming daily. Over on uh, Twitch. Uh, Twit, Twit, sorry, uh, Trista Bytes. Trista. B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, that's Trista. V-Y-T-E-S for Trista Bytes on Twitch. Uh, for Bex, go and follow her over there and check out all the cool fun stuff that she's doing. Um, you can find me streaming different video games over on Twitch as well, E-talk UK. That is for things like Pro Evolution Soccer Master League. Uh, eventually Last of Us Part 2 when I get back to it. Crash Bandicoot 4 as well. uh did the Batman Arkham VR thing the other day. Doing some Walking Dead. And I have just started playing Watch Dogs Legion as well. So look out for variations of those different games and more in the future. Uh, E-Talk UK on Twitch. And lastly, look out for Let's Play Sundays. I've done a lot of Let's Play episodes for both Crash Bandicoot 4 and Last of Us Part 2 namely the 50th episode as well but just before we end the podcast for today I want to let Ellie finish the podcast of course voiced and performed by Ashley Johnson Uh, perform a song this was performed in the game it is a particular cutscene again it's not really a spoiler Uh, it's just a little uh, song that she does in the game so I'm gonna let Ellie finish the episode for us (laughs) What was that? Nothing. (laughs) Hmm. Well, nothing sure sounds nice. Remember that night by the bonfire? Yeah. You should have kissed me then. I wanted to. Me too.